Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And joining us now, and we love having her on the show, is Stephanie Thomas, our Secretary of State of the great state of Connecticut. Stephanie, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Happy New Year to uh, you. Happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Okay, Stephanie, so you're a little busy, and we do appreciate you taking the time out of a very busy day. I have a question for you because I'm confused. I am looking, okay. I am looking at a, an email sent by, I think, Gary Rosenberg. Uh, uh, Gabe, pardon me, Gabe Rosenberg oh, Gabe. Yeah. of mm-hmm, your staff, mm-hmm. in which he is instructing all the campaigns, and specifically about the Bridgeport mayoral election tomorrow. He says, if the circulator on file with the town clerk's office asks another individual to help with distributing applications, the name of the additional, and there's no additional, whatever, additional, must be registered with the town clerk's office prior big, bold, underlined, to any applications being distributed to voters. What? And he That's says, please correct. share. This. What does that mean in English? Can you explain that? So in English, yeah. any person who wants to um, bring absentee ballot applications to others is allowed to do so. But if they want to check out more than five, they have to be registered with the town clerk. So we've seen this before. You, you know, as a candidate, you might say, hey, I'm going to give these applications out at my campaign events or, you know, to make it easier for voters. But whoever signed them out has to be the one to actually give them to the potential voters. Oh, if okay. someone... If, if like I can't take out a hundred and say I'm going to give ten to my friend Jenny, ten to my friend, you can, but I have to go back to the town clerk and say, hey, I gave ten of these to my friend Jenny, and both names have to be on the record before Jenny can go out and hand them out. 
Okay, so then... Is that plain English enough? Yes, that, that makes a lot of sense. So okay. you can distribute more than five. It's just that yes. it's just that the town you clerk needs to, to know registered. about it. Okay. Yes. okay, that makes sense to me. Now, so then I have this other letter, and it was uh, given to me by the Ganem campaign. I hope that it's true. I'm assuming it's true, um, because it's all stamped and everything else by the town clerk in Bridgeport. Perfectly public, because the town clerk got it, and it was actually CC'd to seek. By Denise Solano of the Gomes campaign, and she says the following is a list of volunteers, and she goes through 22 different volunteers, and she filed that on January 17th. Now, is that kosher to do that? Are are you okay with that? Sounds okay. No. No? Tell me. I'm confused. um, the problem. Um, <laughs> I'm confused. Well, yeah. Welcome to elections. Okay. Some of the laws are confusing. So what I'll say is, so absentee ballot applications became available on December 29th. Okay. Many people came into the town clerk's office that day, requested applications uh, in you know groups of more than five. Our election monitors, both of them, were there on that first day. So every single person who checks out absentee ballot applications are handed a piece of paper explaining all the rules and guidelines. Um, And then on top of that, uh, the monitors gave verbal instructions um, just to make sure everyone understood. Now, in this particular case with this letter, um, Denise submitted a letter saying that she misunderstood those um, directions and she presented a list of all the people she had given applications ah, to. Got it. And um, all those people it's not was up, it's, so it's those not, yeah, it's yeah, not so, up, yeah. Okay, so it was a finish up. So forget, go ahead. So finish. I was just going to say it's not up to me to decide you know if that's acceptable we had to refer it to seek because the law was broken oh and the law Um, was broken because all of those 22 people should also have been registered correct but before they hand it the key is it has to be done Ah, before before. sure okay but i do like to point out that you know that circulator broke the law by not submitting the names before, but it doesn't mean any voter who received that application <laughs> broke the law. Like, say, imagine I'm okay. looking for an application. I walk into an office. I'm like, hey, can I have one? Someone gives it to me. I plan to vote by absentee ballot. That's all kosher. But, like, I don't know that the person who handed it to me did not register Got with it. the town clerk. So you want to <laughs> tell the voters they can still vote. That's what you want to say. If you're holding one of these absentee ballot applications and you're worried about hearing all of this, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't hand in your app, that you shouldn't vote, right? That's correct. And absentee ballots, just for the record, when is the last time that they will be able to be legally received by the town clerk? Absentee ballots can be received up until 8 p.m. on election night, so tomorrow night. Um, That's deposited in a Dropbox, received uh, via the mail. If it's dropped off at the town clerk's office, it has to be done during their hours of operation. Which is presumably before ends before 8 um, p.m., but maybe not tomorrow. Correct, correct. Okay. Um, it does, it does. I just don't know okay. offhand. I believe it's um, 6 p.m. 
But if you have a ballot box uh, 4 that accepts, but if you have a ballot yeah. box that accepts absentee ballot applications, is somebody going around and like locking it at eight p.m. tomorrow? That's correct. So on election nights, every election um, night at 8 p.m., those um, drop boxes have to be locked at 8 and the contents dumped out. Got it. Um, In fact, that was one of the things our election monitor worked on in November because there was a lag time. Um, So she set up a system to make sure that all four are simultaneously locked and emptied. Very good. So that's not going to be an issue tomorrow. So if you don't get there by 7.59, your vote is not going to count if you were thinking of dropping it off in a ballot box tomorrow. It's not going to happen. Not going that's to count. correct. Okay. And then the other thing I wanted to be clear about is if you have already filled out an absentee ballot application, and let's say you've actually mailed it in, you've already filled it out and sent it back, but you mm-hmm. want to change your mind and you want to come and vote tomorrow, Can you do that? Can you supersede your earlier absentee ballot vote? A hundred percent. You have until 10 a.m. tomorrow. Um, It's a two-step process. If you want to withdraw your formerly submitted absentee ballot, you must go to the town clerk's office before 10 a.m. tomorrow. And this is true for any election, 10 a.m. on election day. You can tell them to pull it. They'll... Uh, mark it destroyed, and then you go to your polling place and vote as usual. Now, if you don't do that, if you just show up to your polling place and you're not listening to the Lisa Wexer show right now and Stephanie Thomas, (laughs) and you just show up to vote, when you are tabulating absentee ballots, do you go ahead and cross-check and make sure the person hasn't voted in person? Correct. So if you show up to vote in person, um, there will be a little A in the book next to your name. And that's how the people checking you in know that there is already an absentee ballot on file for you. So if that happens and you didn't send in the ballot or, like I said, it's before 10 a.m. and you want to take it back, you have to go to the town clerk's office take it back, um, and then you can vote in person. So otherwise, usual. if you haven't done that, if it's after 10 a.m. and you show up and vote and there's an A, the the person who registers you in is going to say politely, I'm sorry, but your absentee ballot vote is now the vote that stands? That's correct. Okay. And if, if and we have seen cases like this in Connecticut, uh, you know, over the years, over the decades, if you show up and it says you voted by absentee, but you did not, that is when you notify the state elections enforcement oh, commission. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Oh, well, because God. you have to report that someone may have stolen your vote. I know, it's complicated, but it will not be the hardest thing we have to do in life. <laughs> no, you're right about that. You're right about that. And and I understand that approximately 13 absentee ballots of the more than 2,600 that were asked have already been returned, so that's a pretty high 47, 50% return rate. That's pretty high, isn't it? Pretty high. Um, it's average. Average? Um, okay. I, I, I will say in terms of total, mm-hmm. we've gotten much fewer returned absentee ballots than we had in the original yes, primary I know. in September. That yeah. was closer yeah. to 5,000, I remember. We're chatting with Stephanie yep. Thomas, our Secretary of State. So, Secretary of State uh, Thomas, do you... Well, what are your concerns about tomorrow? Are you completely confident that it's going to be a free and fair election for the people of Bridgeport? 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I mean, free and fair for sure. Um, obviously, there have been many allegations circulating. <laughs> There was a New York Times article yesterday mm-hmm. saying since the 1980s, um, you know, has every single one of those potential situations been solved? I doubt it, right? <laughs> you don't solve decades and decades and de- decades of culture and historic precedent in one month. But I do think our election monitors have done a truly outstanding job at closing some loopholes, doing some training. Um, We've been doing spot check calls to people who have voted by absentee ballot. We've got volunteer lawyers on the ground tomorrow. We've been doing a lot of public education, both in like buying social media ad time, uh, sending out videos in English and Spanish, educating the public. I mean, we, we really have done a lot. Um, And as much as we've done, I also just still encourage people, they have to be the eyes and ears for us. Um, So if they see something, there's so many people in Bridgeport tomorrow, reach out, election monitor, the state elections enforcement commission, the moderator at your polling place to make sure that we can um, track down what some of these problems are and uh, move them through the system. But uh, sorry, I should answer your actual question. The main thing I'm worried about (laughs) is that people are just, you know, like that people are just fed up and don't go out to vote. Mm. And I really I need people to go out and vote because not voting is also a vote. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Yes, yeah, I mean it is a hundred percent. So, and um, the people I just want yeah. people to know that there are many of us out there trying to make sure their election process is improved. Uh, it may not all happen overnight, but we are with them. Well, and the other thing to remember is the people who are eligible to vote tomorrow are those who are registered with the Democratic Party who are registered voters within the city of Bridgeport. That's the election we're talking about. So if you're an unaffiliated voter or Republican or any other party, tomorrow is not your day. The day for you is February 27th, which, of course, we will be announcing if and when there is another uh, uh, general election. But tomorrow is the primary. It's for Democrats only. Correct, Secretary of State? That's correct. Yeah. Well explained. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. And in the meantime, before I let you go, other big news that made big news today in Connecticut is that you have prepared our presidential preference ballot, correct? That's correct. So 
I'm not sure any of those people are still going to be left in April. Maybe one on each side. They're dropping like flies. But can you tell exactly. us? But can you tell us a little bit about this presidential preference election and why it differs from past elections? Um, well, the presidential preference primary in Connecticut, the date was changed, so we are a little earlier this time around. Uh, the first Tuesday in April instead of the last Tuesday. Um, otherwise, I, I do get a lot of questions. So we in the secretary's office, um, in accordance with Connecticut state law, we have certain guidelines on um, when we have to name someone on the ballot. And essentially, uh, the statute, I don't have it in front of me, but it reads something like if they uh, have declared their intention to run um, in state and national media. So those were the names that I announced on Friday. Um, the only way those people can be removed from the ballot is either if they withdraw or if um, the uh, uh, sorry or if a court decides, and that has to be done by February twenty sixth. Okay, so what what I was interested in also is isn't this the first time under our new constitutional change that people can do early voting for the presidential primary? Yes, thank you, Lisa. Right, I think so. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah. so focused. No, on the I know. Details. Listen, there's a yes, lot going on. Connecticut. I know yeah. Connecticut. Yes, early voting for the first time. Um, so uh, early voting for the presidential preference primary will start on Tuesday, March 26th, and it will be that Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday and Saturday. Um, this election's a little strange because Friday is Good Friday, a state holiday, oh, so it's okay. exempted. Okay. And Easter Sunday was exempted I in see. the law. That makes That's sense. That's why this weird break. Yeah. Okay. And and then this is the other part. I just have to read this for you because we're talking about this now with Secretary of State uh, Stephanie Thomas. On the Democratic side, voters will choose from President Biden, U.S. Representative Dean Phillips of Minnesota, who, by the way, polled so nothing and couldn't get anybody to his coffee in New Hampshire that he ended up distributing coffee to the few members of the press that showed up. It was sort of sad. I mean, who knows? Now he said maybe he'll run with no labels. But anyway, you U.S. Representative Dean Phillips of Minnesota, political commentator Senk Urgur, I've never heard of him, I'm probably mispronouncing his name, or author Marianne Williamson, who nobody takes seriously with all due respect to Ms. Williamson. So that's the Democratic side. Republicans, meanwhile, will select from former President Trump, businessman and pastor Ryan Binkley, never heard of him. Never heard of him. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who has just dropped out, and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley, who by April, we'll see. We'll see. But um, exactly. even though Connecticut— or at least by February yeah. 26th. Right. Well, I'm just—but, you know, you're—I mean, maybe you can't say because you're, you're a constitutional state official. But for me, hearing that Ron DeSantis dropped out even before New Hampshire was very disappointing because I feel like— no Americans, other than a few caucus people in the frigid cold of Iowa, have gotten to speak on this issue of who might be the next president of the United States. It just seems that the choices presented in the so-called primary campaign are really not choices for the majority of us at all. We don't get any choice. I, I know. I do agree. Um, you know, 
Connecticut has always been so late in the process. You may recall that I had actually been part of a small group that went to D.C. to pitch Connecticut to become one of the earlier Mm -hmm. states, but we did not receive that honor. Um, To me, just as individual Stephanie Thomas, it seems like all of our primaries across the country should be held on the same day, um, because I know there have been many elections where I felt like because of where I lived, I had no say because too many people had dropped out by the time of the election. Um, but I, I, I recommend to everyone um, the same thing I recommend to myself. If I'm frustrated by an existing law, <laughs> hey, <laughs> so this is what Speak civic up. engagement is all about. Yeah. Speak up, speak, speak out, up. and lobby for what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Secretary of State Stephanie Thomas, thank you so much for coming on our show. So your message to the voters who can vote in the mayoral primary tomorrow is to to vote, is to do exactly that, to show up and to vote. And there'll be plenty of election monitors. And if there is something that you think is a little bit not kosher that you're looking at, then speak up, speak to the moderator, speak to somebody who looks like an official tomorrow. Right. You are correct. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. And thank you. Always a pleasure. A pleasure. And polls open 6 a.m. They close 8 p.m. So maybe by Wednesday morning we'll know who the winner is. Maybe not, but hopefully we will. And thank you. Hopefully we will. Hopefully we will. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. All right. Stephanie Thomas on the Bye-bye. Lisa Wexer Show. We'll be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.